This is Paul. This is Matt. We are bridging the gap. About to start episode four here. We got some interesting things we want to get into today. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, man. How are you? Doing well, man. I'm doing well. All right, let's just jump right into the the deep and heavy stuff. COVID nineteen. All right. All the crap surrounding it. Yes, yes, yes. So um, you're telling me you you heard about some some new news on it? Yeah. Um, basically, that in um, Tennessee, mayor had. Uh, several interview um, not interviews but emails with uh, some medical officials about withholding certain information basically the covid cases and numbers weren't as significant um f- tracing to like bars and restaurants as they thought it was so they withheld a lot of that information kept a lot of these bars and restaurants closed for a long time and now this information has been linked out to the public Ooh. It's uh, in Nashville, right? Yes, Nashville, Tennessee. So we're just seeing like the inconsistencies between government officials, um, the CDC, and how this has been such a politicized thing, you know. So it's it's gotten to a point where people don't know what to think anymore about this virus. Yeah, it's almost become a culture too. Like I was just think about the mask thing you're talking about inconsistencies we have you know fauci one month saying oh it's silly to wear masks because you keep touching your face and it falls down which i experienced today at you know working in a restaurant i just kept pulling it back up over my nose or pulling it down to get some fresh air right and it's like what is the point Yes. One of the first things they told you is wash your hands and don't touch your face. Yes. <laughs> That's what everyone's doing now. I, even on airplanes, they're telling people to wear a mask. They can't stay six feet uh, apart from each other, but they have to wear <laughs> their mask. So so do you have to do both? Do you have to do just one thing? Um, you can take the mask off when you eat. Eat and drink. Drink. You can. Okay. And um, I started going to the gym again. So you have to wear a mask to get in, and you're supposed to be wearing it the whole time, but they really haven't implemented those rules. But I'm kind of like, man, what's what's really the point of even having the mask? We, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less thinking that we either have to go all in in a hardcore lockdown, wearing masks, people wearing gloves, sanitizing, um, shutting down any place where transmission could be very accessible. Or we, we have to just reopen up society. I feel like yeah. we're in this halfway, we kind of just don't know, wishy-washy state. And then there's just so much inconsistencies. Even they said the transmission between like, um, like if I were to sneeze, right, that the particles in the air could help spread the virus. They, they, they originally said that, yeah, those, um, you know, the, the infection could stay in a radius for a long time and you can get infected by it. But now they're, the CDC is now saying that you can't get infected, that if like I were to cough or sneeze, um, it would just disperse and there's no link to 
people getting COVID because of that, you know. So it's just a lot of weird things about the virus and what people are saying and the information. And yeah, and it's crazy. Like, we got to look at what some other countries have done too. Like, the thing about locking down and just sanitizing everything. Like, what does it do to our immune system? Our immune system so built on the the intermingling of bacteria and everything. And we're not going to the beach. We're not spending as much time outside. We're putting ethanol or methanol on our hands constantly. And, like, at work, I have to spray ammonia all over everything. Wow. Which gives people headaches and everything. It's wild. Yeah, man. it's it's what are the, what's the long term effects from using an excessive amount of hand sanitizers, wearing masks for uh, extensive amounts of hours, you know, yeah. rebreathing in your CO two and, and all that. How what kind of lingering health problems are going to have from it? Exactly, and then we see countries like um, Sweden and Egypt, who Egypt locked down for a few months at first, and then. Their culture is so based on touch and like mm-hmm. being around each other, right? Like crazy and going and a outside. A lot of countries like that are, yeah. And they honest. just decided to drop it. Like I saw a thing on Egypt uh, just the other day, and no one's wearing masks anymore. They're all touching each other, and the deaths have gone way, 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 way down. That's wow! Pretty cool. And Sweden didn't See, do so any weird. of it, and they have like zero deaths anymore. Yeah. They really try to hide the Sweden information too, you know. They they try to give you a lot of misinformation about. Or they try and explain it away like, oh, they have less people and everything's spread out a little bit more. But come on now. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of it too is um, a lot of people have probably had it and didn't know. It's possible. Me and you have had the coronavirus. Very possible. I I mean, we don't know. I haven't been tested current. recently or at all so and i will not (laughs) (laughs) so we don't know so if a lot of the population hasn't been tested possibly had it recovered from it i mean this herd immunity thing is it's it's kind of legitimate you know what i mean that's how a lot of viruses uh distinguish within time you know naturally in a society absolutely and it makes me think about the the placebo effect in a way like some of these people are getting tested and you know they have like some coughing and some sneezing and stuff which is normal during seasonal changes Mm -hmm. and then the doctor comes out and says you have COVID-19 and they probably just saw the the antibodies of a basic cold and now your body starts to freak out and you could get sicker like it's wild how they factor in placebo effect and sugar pills into a lot of these clinical trials and stuff. Like, I went through it, and I never knew whether I was taking the sugar pill or the regular pill. And that confusion and me not knowing Could you feel anything in your body uh, during that process? Yeah, but what was was different. You didn't know what it was. I mean, I felt lethargic. Tired. And one of them was always um, ribavirin, which is injected into you. That was always ribavirin. But they were testing on whether or not um, this other drug, which is taken along with it, could help cure kids who were born with hepatitis C. And just testing it out. And I never knew if I was taking the sugar pill or whatever, but the ribavirins screwed me up. And then I got cured for two weeks. 
I was all happy. You're and stuff. good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's right back full force. Man. I, I think the biggest thing is that we should have never, you know, shut down the whole country and um, healthy people shouldn't be, you know, locked indoors. That's that's basically where I'm getting at. Absolutely not. I mean, a quarantine is for sick people. Right. So elderly <laughs> You know, pre-existing conditions, um, anyone who's, you know, recovered from, like, cancer, anything, like, really serious or significant where they're at a high health risk. Absolutely. Quarantine is very necessary. But someone who's a perfectly healthy, you know, guy or girl out there, you know, is going to the gym, is 24 years old, you know, no illness, not overweight, like, just a normal, average, everyday person – why do they need to be locked down? Why do they need to be wearing masks? Um, why do they need to? Why do we need to shut down the whole economy? And now we're having the long-term effects of shutting down the economy. All the businesses that have been shut down, mm. people's lives that have been altered now forever. Here in Jacksonville, just on on University Boulevard, where I live, I've seen it, I could think of four restaurants right now that are, and these are local owned businesses that are shut down they probably will never reopen yeah they just never got business back after yeah it's it, it, it really we got close for it man and places i like i enjoyed going to a lot and i and won't have the opportunity anymore so i'm seeing the effects personally and i know you are as well yeah especially as a musician man like nobody can go to shows play shows comedians anymore. are suffering too um anyone in the arts and theaters um industry I know That's, those haven't been open at all. It's you know, completely invaded our culture. Like, and the the whole mass debate too. It's like you're putting on a uniform, in a way, a uniform and a symbol, which Fauci actually said the, the <laughs> word symbol, to show that you are a part of the whole hive mind, basically, and that right. you're willing to. You know, do everything. Okay, for that's that good. You're group. touching on something very interesting that I want and to talk about. And what is crazy is I just heard my dad listening to MSNBC today, and they were talking about how this Ohio representative at a Trump rally was got on stage and told everyone to wear masks, and they booed him off. Hmm. And they literally used the words the the correspondents talking about this that it's people who aren't wearing masks are becoming a death cult. Wow. They use yes. those words. That's getting dangerous, Yes, man. it's such a division. But my, my biggest thing is, okay, f- for the vaccine, I personally feel like it's being rushed. I've never heard of a vaccine being um, being out there and ready to go in, within less than a year, like created it within like less than a year. That seems absolutely insane to me. They usually I, take three years. Exactly. To and there's a lot of tests you have to run on, elderly, black, white. Um, young, old, high high blood pressure, diabetes. There's so much extensive test you have to run to specifically know how people's bodies are going to react to getting the vaccine. If we don't know, we definitely shouldn't rush it. We shouldn't shame people for not wanting to get it. That's the point I'm getting at. Amen. There seems to be this, this let's shame people that it's unpatriotic to not get a vaccine. Exactly. And and we have to stop shaming people for for not knowing. If we don't know, then we shouldn't get it and we shouldn't we shouldn't force it upon people unless we know a hundred percent, you know. Yeah, and what's sketchy about all that is 
there's a company called Moderna that uh, develops vaccines and all sorts of other medicines and stuff. And it came out recently that they had a patent nine months before <laughs> the vaccine or before the virus hit a patent for the specific. Yeah. How, like, how is that even possible? It's crazy. How are people talking about um, a bat virus back in 2019? There's articles about that and information about that and videos you can watch on YouTube. So every, the, everything's very strange, and I don't really want to dive too much in that alley. Yeah, got to <laughs> do a little it's, more it's, reading. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not for most people. They don't want to hear that. But the whole situation's weird. And uh, the biggest thing is just um, if we do find a vaccine, I just want to make sure it's legitimate. You know what I mean? I, I really don't want them to rush this. Just yeah. everything just seems so rushed and so forced upon. And this this seems like the whole culture like shaming people who want to have control over their body mm -hmm. is like the leftist level of abor the abortion debate yep like the right was like trying to shut down abortions and it's like my body my it's choice quite ironic and it's very ironic that they think that and and, and also problem we're having in this country mm -hmm. is, is censorship so facebook one of my friends he's He's a, he's a Trump supporter, and he posted he re, he reposted a video about the hydrochloroquine, um, and he got banned from Facebook for like a month. Couldn't oh, yeah. post anything. They are and then Anomaly, who I follow on YouTube a lot, he got he posted stuff about the coronavirus and the inconsistencies and stuff like that. He got banned from Facebook. There's three or four people I know they got banned or shut down, or their their articles or whatever were like taken off of Facebook. Yeah, and it's not even just the hydrochloroquine stuff, which I think is actually dangerous if you really look into it. Like, it's kind of sketchy, and it's used in addition to zinc and vitamin C in okay. most cases. And you're getting banned on Facebook if you talk about vitamin C as a possible cure. <laughs> yes. it's So this censorship almost reminds me of, like, what happens in China? Like, I don't think people realize how extreme the censorship is in China. Like, yeah. there's literally movies that have been altered, like Transformers. They alter oh certain gosh, scenes yeah. in there if it has any propaganda putting China in a negative light. There's, I think I saw something. There's only, like, 30 movies that are acceptable in China that are, like, American-made movies. Like, they're, they're so censored over there, and I feel like we could slowly head into that kind of censorship here and you know it's just hypocritical because we always preach about the first amendment so whether you agree or disagree with somebody about the first amendment you still have to hear them out you still have to hear yeah. whether you agree i don't even if the person's talking about something that's ridiculous you know what i mean like you, have well, you don't them. have to hear them, but you don't you have to hear them. But you have to this. allow them to say what they want to say, exactly. even if you disagree with it, and it sounds ludicrous. You know? And unless they are insulting your mother or your family, you shouldn't go hitting yes. them in the face and calling them Nazis. Exactly, exactly. Especially that, when that, that is kind of the problem with the left right now, and yeah. with their with their censorship. You know about they don't want to hear about certain things you know and everything's just, set into just little camps like you can't have ideas that intersect at all anymore it's like if i don't like vaccines which the left used to hate vaccines mm -hmm. i don't understand like that's how i got 
into the whole anti-vaccine movement. And okay. Everything, yeah. Is I was like a leftist hippie, and now I've become <laughs> a little more conservative. Right. And now the leftist hippie types are shaming people for not wearing masks and not wanting to get a vaccine. Yeah. Um, wanting to go back to school, wanting to you know let a life. Go back to normal. What happened like to anti-government and getting closer to the earth? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's flipped. It's, it's, so it's absolutely flipped. Overnight, almost. Too. But it's what wild. I've realized about people is 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 uh something we even talked about. Iron Man is about the ego of a human being, and and how we just want to be right. And it's just it's it's dangerous because the person who the man who created the seatbelt, right? He had to fight tooth and nail. Just to get a seatbelt, I think every Isn't human being, every human being could agree a seatbelt is safe and very necessary. He had to fight tooth and nail because people didn't want to put seatbelts in cars. So doesn't that seem it's 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 a true story too? It's ridiculous. Yeah. But there's thousands of things like that. That's why you have to hear people out, whether you agree or disagree with them, because they might have some common sense. Yeah, the, their idea might sound crazy crazy to you now, but five years later, you're like, oh right, he's right. Okay. But the ego of a human being and not allowing other people to to um, to ha- hear th- have their voices heard, you know. Yeah, and I just think the the word ego has has like lost its real meaning. Like people are talking about, like don't be so egotistical and everything. But the ego is like at its true core, isn't you just being a dick mm-hmm. and like thinking you're better than arrogance. everyone? Yeah. The true ego goes back to, like, the ideas of honor and, like, true sacrifice and wanting to be better and to leave something. So something I've been learning over okay. the last few days. And that's what true ego is. Like, a samurai warrior had ego, but if he dishonored someone or he lost a battle, he would kill himself. Like, wow. he had that level of, like, pure ego and honor. I've like, never heard it. I that think that's a bit state. too extreme, but mm-hmm. then you have the opposite extreme. Like I used to take a lot of psychedelic substances and got into the whole Eastern spirituality stuff, which, you know, there's a lot of truth there, just like there's a lot of truth in Christianity, but like people are taking it to an extreme level and saying to just demolish the ego, mm-hmm. which I think is unhealthy. Yeah, it's this preconceived notion that ego is a bad thing in a sense, like it's automatically bad. And that's honestly, that's always how I've thought about my ego, the the ego to just to sin, to do bad things. You know, it's always a negative connotation behind the word ego. And you need to destroy mm-hmm. that, eliminate it. And it's it's like you're you're fighting against something inside of your head. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. You got to look at it like your ego is your cockpit in a way. Mm-hmm. Like your soul is in that. Mm-hmm. And if you demolish that, somebody else is going to come into that seat or something else. Right. And that that's where I think that the plan all along has been to tell everybody to demolish their ego, <laughs> so that they can. Be, become mindless drones and just wear masks everywhere and you know like <laughs> do whatever can, the the powers your ego of can say. keep you alive too it does about you fi- not feeling good about a certain situation like man i don't feel good about this and, and exactly that, that's your ego talking you, you really don't know where it's coming from but it could 
could be benefit you in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? And where people t- took the whole idea of like, you know, Buddhism and stuff, where you're supposed to like just sacrifice ex- everything, explode your ego. Yeah. The real idea is to kind of do that, but then bring it all back together and rebuild it. And and all this psychedelic literature and stuff, they just tell you the one piece of it. They don't teach you how to rebuild yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm sane. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been doing a lot of work on myself to not just completely lose it because I did. I just wanted to demolish my ego and just become one with the earth. <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of... Uh, is that? Totally I know you have a little more knowledge about the hippie movement and personal experience with that. Is that kind of... What's going on in that in that culture in that realm? Yeah, I think over the last you know, destroying from, the ego and yeah, give yourself to the much. earth. <laughs> you gotta give yourself over to the earth. No, you have to be a steward of the earth. Like, right. We are a part of the earth. Like we are not one with everything. Like I think that's a dangerous idea. It sounds cool in a concept, but like it's just weird that every person I talk to that talks about them taking psychedelics that you're like man i just became one with everything yeah and it's I, dangerous i think um there's a placebo effect to that as well there that is people want to feel that feeling so they're they're finding it in the drugs and and then just um just you know giving themselves to that feeling or this movement you know what i mean yeah, and don't get me wrong something. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to never take plants that alter your mind at all, but intention is everything. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, like, the those psychedelics and alcohol and everything, it all runs on your subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind has been programmed over and over again since birth, like, yep. through the media and everything. And so even if you spend, like a year in the wilderness, like, never seeing anything, you still have all that subconscious programming back there. And yeah. you're going to experience what culture that's been designed and manipulated wants you to see. Yeah, man, you're 100% right. Yeah, the, the subconscious mind just, it just uh, records everything. Even your thoughts, your friend's thoughts, what your mom told you, what you heard on the TV, mm-hmm. a song everything it's just running and running and racing continuously it never stops instead of trying to destroy the subconscious mind it's just being aware of it that's the biggest thing i've learned is being aware of the situation and the surroundings and what you're doing like man wait a second what am i doing right now awareness yes (laughs) especially if you're doing something that you don't want to be doing you know what i mean just the first step is to just be aware of it Mm-hmm. Be aware of what you're doing and then know know your control of it. You know? And becoming aware of the body too again. I feel like us as humans right now, like we've forgotten how important the body is. Like it truly is the vessel, mm-hmm. it truly is the temple. And I know I've abused it and mm-hmm. not seen it for what it is. Like I mean there are some meditations where you do just like focus on different parts of the body and I think that's yep. really important. But this whole like just zoning out for three hours and like <laughs> traveling the infinite universe I think is really it's dangerous. Try to get that prana, man. 
what prana's in the body, man. Yeah. So your whole body runs <laughs> off of electricity. <laughs> what's what's your do you, do you meditate often or when you did like how was your form format of meditation cuz I've heard so many different things. I really got into meditation a year ago. Like it was like practice for me a daily practice so what's your i had the same you know especially when i was younger like i was really into like taoist and buddhist meditation where it was kind of that you know you just like float around and just stare off into space and like quite literally do you do you like trying to like control your breathing just focus on your breath so is that that's kind of so i've heard that like okay focus on your breath but i've also heard Meditation has no goal, so, and it has no intention. So meditation could just be simply just having your Anything. eyes closed, having your eyes closed and doing nothing, and then just seeing where you go. I think the important point is that our entire life should be meditation. It comes back to exactly. awareness, like we yes. just talked about. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to get to that point, but if it's a daily practice... Man, it has so much great mm-hmm. benefits. Life is amazing. Mm-hmm. We don't need to close our eyes all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even when I, like, have a headache, instead of taking medication, I'll simply just um, lie down and meditate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times That's my important. headache will go away. Like, cause if I'm stressed out or, you know, maybe I just got too much sun, I need to rest a little bit. Just meditating. Just honestly just letting my mind just wander and go to, like, places that <laughs> Start thinking about something you haven't thought about in years, like being a kid and having a conversation. And this kid called me a name, and it's it's amazing where your mind will take you. Yeah, and your mind doesn't forget anything. That's a good another good point of meditation is you're supposed to become aware of your thoughts and accept them. But some people do teach that like you're supposed to get to this point of like thoughtlessness. No, and that's that's tried that's what I tried to to get to. And I realize it's not possible because you're trying to do something. And meditation <laughs> is not, you're not trying to do things. What will naturally happen is when you're in the state of flow, like when probably when you play the guitar, mm. you don't have a single thought in your mind. That's my most important meditation. Because a lot, sometimes when I'm playing the, the bass, I'm like, man, I don't have a single thought. Maybe I'm like, hey, I don't want to screw up any notes. <laughs> Once in a while. But if, if I'm jamming out to a real easy song and i know the song i'm really enjoying it i'm in the state of flow it's blissful it's it's meditation it's worship it's everything it's all of that man it's it's the best state a human being could be in you know it's it's when you're at your when you're at your best yeah and sometimes the simplest tasks are like the most profound too like just mowing the yard or trimming bushes Mm -hmm. or gardening like you could just, yeah, just be you could be there. like zoned in and then you're like not stressed out, you're not thinking about stuff at home, you know, you're just mm-hmm. you're just all together. Is there anything oh. else you wanted to touch on? I'm trying to think about it. Let's see. We got to the vaccines and the I guess we could talk just a little more about culture and stuff like I know man, you wanted to touch about the hip hop. Yeah, what, what do you think about hip hop these days, man? Or because that's I like think a the lot of the, the new hip hop artists are industry plants. They're yeah. there simply for attention. It started with I think it started with in t- 2017, 2016, 
So that's when you saw guys like Kodak Black, um, Little Pump, Little Yachty, Little Uzi Vert. Oh, that's Mumble Rap. Mumble stuff. Rap. Yeah, you're right on it. All those guys, I think they're industry plants, man. There's this new wave of hip-hop, and the authenticity of hip-hop has lost its allure. Uh, I mean, that's been going on for the last 10 years. I mean, hip-hop. I mean, Probably 20, Nas, 30. Nas was talking about that a long time ago. A lot of the old heads were talking about that. But a lot of the younger hip-hop artists, these mumble rappers, um, I feel like they're just simply there for just attention, ratings, and just trying to attract a certain type of crowd and a new genre of, of these young kids. I don't understand because I'm, I'm, I'm t- I feel like an old man now. I just don't <laughs> understand the mind of yeah. an 18 or 19 year old. Well, I, I think they're all slaves. That's the problem. Like Influence. if you really look into um, the media industry completely, like as Bishop Larry Gators has <laughs> talked about, the sports and media and everything has become the new plantation. And yeah, these people are getting millions and millions of dollars, but they're silenced. Their lives and their families' lives are threatened if they do anything out of the ordinary. Um, their personality is molded mm-hmm. and manipulated. Yes. And that that's what selling your soul to the devil really means. True. It's like when you sign that contract, unless you have a damn good lawyer and you're just like you have your head on straight, like, you really are selling your soul to the devil, in a sense. Like, I really don't think there's very many of them that, you know, everybody, like, in the Christian conspiracy movement likes to think, you know, they're all, like, hardcore Satanists. (laughs) I really don't think that's the case anymore. No, no, I don't think so either. But you can see how much influence hip-hop has, right? It's insane. So who is who is putting out the certain messages, man? It's the people at top, the people you don't see. But they're telling these kids to dress a certain way. So skinny jeans, they made skinny jeans popular. Yeah, first they, it was they, super baggy jeans. They made... And then the next decade, it's now it's skinny, skinny jeans. Skinny, it's skinny jeans, but they're still sagging. It's it's the most bizarre thing. And now ever. it's starting to become almost like it's cross dressing is Yeah, did like you see dresses Jaden Jaden Smith? Yeah, Jaden uh, Smith. Young Thug was Young Thug, yeah, like, man, you're seeing right Lil Wayne doing stuff like that. It's so weird, but they're really making hip hop gay in a way. It's kind of <laughs> weird. I'm, yes, I'm it's not the, trying to it's, be offensive. Man, <laughs> we could go so many ways with this. It's the feminization of men. Yeah, they, They've also done that. Well, I mean, this mm. one's kind of talking more about African American males, how they feminize them. Tyler Perry, Martin Lawrence, and Big Mama. Yeah. Um, man, you can go on for days, but just a lot of uh, African American males that play female roles, just kind of weird. It is very strange, but th- but that's definitely happening in the hip hop culture. So much so, it's the feminization of men and they, they lost did their it. masculinity. They did it to rock and roll in the 70s and 80s with, like, the hair bands and stuff. Everybody's wearing makeup and just, like, super tight clothes and yeah. just having, like, high voices. <laughs> that was bizarre. I could never really understand that, too. Uh, like, kiss and stuff yeah, like that. terrible stuff. <laughs> They're wearing makeup. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's the, the influence, man. That's the biggest thing. Who is who's influencing these kids? It's it's some millionaire, you know. 
yeah. some some millionaire billionaire. You Those know? are our idols. Those are our gods and goddesses now. Yeah. Right. Like Cardi B, come on, that's one of the top artists right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. People who have the less <laughs> amount of actual talent are the most popular views, like on on YouTube. Um, I'm like, man, how are these rappers? have this many views i'm like this is crazy a huge problem though it goes back to the plantation idea is some of these people that turn into just like absolute garbage are really talented musicians and mm. people they just strip that from them and okay like, so they're just they're them just uh they're just appeasing to just make it in the industry yeah. even if they have they to anything. sacrifice what they what they want to do uh you told me Modest Mouse was it? Was it Modest Mouse that mm-hmm. did that? And um, MGMT and a lot of other bands, you know. MGMT kind of played a prank on everybody, though. Like it, they just weren't it, making it, and then they just said, "We're gonna make the most generic album that we possibly smashed. can." And just they they smashed that first their their whole first album was so good, man. I used to listen to that thing religiously, but. Yeah, man, it's it's just the biggest thing is just the influence um, other people can have on you in a negative way, and that everything in life comes with a cost. That everything. So you really have that. to figure out what you truly want in life, man. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's going to cost you something, and that is a problem with some of these people like thinking they can just manifest everything, and like. Um, what is that book? The like secret key or something like that? Uh, the secret. Yeah, you know uh, about the secret. I think I've heard of that. It's like just positive thoughts bring all kinds of stuff. No, there's <laughs> positive a sacrifice. Yeah, well, you I can I, manifest some stuff. There's, there's also kind of my frame of thinking that nothing inherently is positive or negative. It's Amen. what you make it. It's what you make it. You know, in yeah. what light, in what stage, in what uh, spectrum is this positive or negative? People can look at the death of Osama bin Laden as a good thing, but the death of their grandma is a bad thing. Death is the concept. It's a binary opposition, right? It's what you do after the death. That yeah, so like... so what's so the thing is, not, nothing inherently is positive or negative. It's It's what you make it, you know? Mm-hmm. So constantly. That's why I try not to like even okay. say I have negative or intrusive thoughts. I have thoughts I kind of like and thoughts I don't really agree with sometimes. But I don't think anyone has negative or positive thoughts. They're That's just, a really they're, good point. They're, they're all just thoughts. Yeah. You're putting a label on it. You're making it what it is. That's a, another huge problem with like some people call it toxic negativity or toxic positivity, like, especially toxic positivity, like, where you're just not supposed to, like, feel in that community. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to feel bad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you just happy that the grass is green? Yeah. <laughs> the bird is flying. Yes. Away. I was so much like that for yes, a while, yes. and I'm so happy I got out of it. It's it's an unrealistic way to look at life to me. It's almost it like is. it's almost immature in a sense. Like, man, you have to grow up. Like, life is 
there's it's their struggle and then there's you know progress and and that's kind of what it is it's always just pulling and tugging pulling and tugging in every fashion in every way and you're always making mistakes and then fixing the mistakes and just always climbing a ladder and it never ends that's the thing about it It it's your like you're on the stairwell and you're just climbing and climbing and climbing and never stops and sometimes you fall 30 flights and sometimes you you'll go 50 flights without you know stumbling but it's a constant battle and a constant race and it mm-hmm. never ends man truly until you to you to answer god you know that's that's how i feel so i've never had this thought that life is just going to be a linear perfectly straight i've kind of realized that at a, at a young age and just going through some tough times that's very mature and and just realizing like man this is life yeah i kind of embraced the the bad times yeah, i think we really need to be teaching that and in schools and at the home, it's just like yeah, yeah. Life is you know going what doesn't doesn't help is Hollywood and movies. And, oh my gosh, and yeah. stuff like that. They just paint this picture of of this world and like a lot of the high school dramas and stuff. Like this guy's the jock and these are goths and yeah. they're like planting they these create, thoughts. It's, it's the archetypes for yes. Everyone and I'm to like, man, this isn't into. real. Like this is so fake. I mean, it's entertaining, but this is just not what life is really like. No. And all these like fairy tale romantic stories, like <laughs> constantly, it's like that is not what love. No, is it, like it is. At it's, all. it's it's a struggle. It's a battle. Yeah, it's it's a fight. It's a fight, man. All I think right. that's a good yeah. place to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye. Bridging the gap. <laughs> we didn't say it this time.